This is exactly right. You ready, Sky? Ooh, I am ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Well, this one's going to get you. Oh, boy. Swiss police release robot that bought ecstasy online. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. That's great. That's a great headline. And a natural enhanced version of this week's Bananas. gals and non-binary pals welcome to another scintillating episode of bananas over there is uh, scotty landis that is the effervescent kurt brownoller kurty b i normally we do a lot of plugs and announcements for our shows which we can do but we also just have great guests who are also going on tour i don't know how we can announce them all simultaneously but maybe I think we do. I think we just bring them right out. Bring them in. Uh, they are the they are the the amazing comedians who host mm-hmm. uh, in another exactly right podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's messed up. An SVU podcast. Please welcome the uh, the funny and inimitable Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger. Hi! Yay! <laughs> Actually, have a banana announcement if that's okay. okay. Please do. It just hit me because I see the wrapper right there. But I bought a Fuzzies brand banana flavored, like Keith color, you know, hash fun joint, and okay. it did taste like a banana. So <laughs> I wanted to say that because I have the Edie Parker cones that are supposed to taste like a banana and i wrote a a dm to them when i was a little sauce going it doesn't taste like banana and you shouldn't say it but the fuzzies does so here's my question let everyone know because i think there's a real specific difference between a a banana taste and then the candy banana taste do you know what i'm talking about yeah i love it it like i love it it like a candy banana or does it taste like a real banana you know what? Mm. I'm going to buy another one, taste test. <laughs> That's right. And right. I'll let you know. Good. Like, I don't eat banana. I don't like bananas or something about the texture. I don't eat them. I feed them to my children every day, and I do not eat them. But I love, like, a banana runt candy. Or, like, I mm. love banana pudding. The runt pudding. is the classic banana yes. candy, isn't yeah. it? That's the one I think or, of, too. Or, no, Laffy Taffy. The Laffy Taffy oh, yeah. is strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know something that is disgusting that I love? Did you guys ever get the Little Debbie's um, marshmallow with the hard yellow banana-flavored hardness? No. I no. don't know what that is. I'm going to send it to your P.O. box. Good. Or wherever. <laughs> send it. Fine. Send it to our P.O. box. I get such weird stuff from the Bananimals already. They literally, when they hand it to me at the post office, they're like, bananas? And I'm like, yeah. And, here. and it just stacks up the strangest hundreds of postcards. What we'll post Oh my god! I've become I've become a full bananimal. I'm obsessed with your Instagram. I think that if there was like a if they're if they Thank do you. top ten Instagrams to follow, like you guys need to be on that because I the stories are so wild. I know we're gonna talk about some today, <laughs> yes, but I'm just are. like scrolling and I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh yeah, the bananas in stuff. It's like, like you're so... doing an ad read. It's like yeah. you're doing an ad read for their podcast. <laughs> I, I am. I'm like, it's a swap. so if you so if you'd like to try bananas, try bananas.com <laughs> forward slash that's messed up promo code but messed up banana. <laughs> and 
if we're gonna keep complimenting you guys, I'll I compliment you back. I'm pissed actually that you guys okay. uh, made the merch, the bananas candle with the two. Like fuck you, that's so good. <laughs> oh, when I that- saw that candle, I went. Damn, that's good. I was I was jealous. That was that was idea. actually a Bananimals idea, Bonnie Goodhart. She yep. sent one to us, and we were like, "This is a great idea. We should do this as merch." And then the, everybody worked it out. Like contact, it was like an independent wow. uh, lit candles, and then lit made them all for us. So it's pretty great. Uh, but yeah, you guys can go get a candle, a little prayer candle where I'm holding a little baby Scotty and he's naked. Yep, <laughs> yep a dickless little cherubic <laughs> dickless. Scotty and that's okay. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of That's Messed Up and the thing I want to say right off the top is, Lisa, if you do an adult bat mitzvah, I want in. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll be there. Me too. You can do the holla prayer. <laughs> yes, whenever I get invited to a Passover and they're like, Scotty, read this part of the mic. All right, guys, hold on tight. I'm going to say everything wrong the whole way through. Passover's fun. You get lit at Passover. A lot of it's wine. The it's the best. My Passover mm. thing was I always, uh, I my reading was about Izzy asking, uh, when, his, when he came home from school, his mom asked, did you ask any good questions today? <laughs> That was oh, yeah. that was my um, contribution every year to the Passover <laughs> I grew up and uh, it was funny because I, I didn't go to bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs. I, I had tons of Jewish friends growing up, but I just didn't get invited because I think I went to Catholic school and it just didn't spread like that. But our soccer teams growing up had all the Jewish kids were on our teams because we were really good. And so before every game, we would say the Our Father, which sounds insane to say but we would all that's crazy we would say the our father and i would watch all my like three or four jewish buddies on the team say it and you'd be like why you say it and they're like it's just easier like (laughs) there's 15 games a season we've been doing this for eight years we know the our father front and back and it was like cute they're like whatever you guys want go for it but uh we're down with our father. <laughs> it's a creepy prayer, I think. It's not a creepy prayer. It's just like one of the like classic Catholic ones. Classic. Um, do you guys want to hear about this uh, this uh, robot? Of course, but yes. now obviously you um, you popped something. Uh, whatever. I have to say no, this. Go. Maybe go. Scotty go. heard this on the pod, but mm-hmm. um, for Christmas we did a Catholic sex crimes, you know, to uh-huh. be on theme. Yes. And I found a story of a man getting revenge on a priest that molested him and his father. <laughs> And they found the priest's dead body with a crucifix down his fucking throat. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And then one of our listeners drew it and it's amazing. (laughs) So that's a banana after dark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) During the Um, day, they're like, look at this weird fish at night. Priest getting murdered. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't done one in a while. When we, we need to do Lauren on, it done. was a yeah. banger app. We should just have Lauren on again and do another bananas after dark. Unless I'm you two want to come it. on and drink through, and <laughs> don't have to ask really us fun. twice. <laughs> uh, all right, here, here it is. This was sent in by Valerie O'Neill on Instagram. Thank you, Thank Valerie. you Valerie. This was in the Thank Guardian. You. Written by, I'll I do it later. Good. Written I by, very come good at on. Oh, Jaina Kasperkovic. Oh, Kasperkovic. Rolls maybe. right off the tongue. <laughs> okay. Right into your heart. I can't believe you guys are doing really bylines. Nice. That's like, that's We're nice. Respectful. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We do. Because we, we think they're all 
the best in the business of writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, uh, it alerts me at the top that this article is more than six years old. And Who it's cares? like, we so know I. because it says the word ecstasy <laughs> and not Molly. <laughs> so here it is. Uh, again, the title is Swiss Police Release Robot That Bought Ecstasy Online. Uh, if your robot buys ecstasy, are you responsible? That is the, exactly what Mike Power wondered when he reviewed the Swiss, ex- Swiss exhibition, The mm-hmm. Darknet, from Memes to Onion Land for The Guardian mm-hmm. in December. The answer is not if it's in the name of art, at least according to a police department in St. Gallen, Switzerland. The police department confirmed on Tuesday it has now released the robot. They arrested uh, or confiscated in January after it mm-hmm. bought 10 ecstasy pills on the internet as part of an art installation meant to explore the deep web. The robot and all of its purchases mm. it made online, including a pair of fake diesel jeans, a baseball cap with a hidden <laughs> camera, a stash can, a pair of Nike trainers, 200 Chesterfield cigarettes, Chesterfield, wow. uh, a set of the Fire Brigade issued master keys. Uh, a fake Louis Vuitton handbag and a Lord of the Rings ebook collection. Uh, I'm in love with this robot. Okay. Like, this is really falling in yeah, love like, with every purchase. <laughs> besides this ebook, besides Lord of the Ring ebooks, that all sounds just like stuff someone could wear or get together for a night of ecstasy. I mean, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like he was yeah. just getting together an outfit. He's like, I'm going to a party. I yeah. want to look cool in my Nikes and my fake diesels, and I want yeah. a Louis Vuitton bag. I need, I'm going to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. I need 200. Chesterfield cigarettes. Because when I and- roll, when I roll, I smoke a ton of butts. Yeah. <laughs> and I need a baseball cap with a hidden camera in it, so yeah. I remember what I did. <laughs> I mean, uh, robots night out, if you ask me. <laughs> Good movie. Uh, the robot, which goes by the name Random Darknet Shopper, uh, <laughs> is an automated online shopping bot, bot which uh. we provide with a budget of $100 in bitcoins per week. Uh, Median group Bitnik explains on their website, once a week, the bot goes on a shopping spree in the deep web where it randomly chooses and purchases one item and has it mailed to us. Best idea. The installation ended the day before the robot was apprehended. The (laughs) bot and the artist will not be charged. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Do we know Mm -hmm. how much 100 Bitcoin is? No, no, it's it's $100 dollars of of Bitcoin, Bitcoin, which at this point is now like, I don't know, Point oh 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 one Bitcoin or something. Yeah, Bitcoin's like fifty grand right now. Yeah, is that good or bad? That's a little lower than it's been, but that's insane that it's that much. I have a friend. It's good if you bought Bitcoin a while ago. Yeah, I have a friend who bought a falafel for a friend like fifteen years ago, and the guy jokingly paid him in a Bitcoin, and he still has it. So one falafel, and there was a point where Bitcoin was up to like seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, Bitcoin. Ride it out, baby. <laughs> Ride it out till it's back to being worth a dollar. <laughs> falafel. Yeah. When it goes below a falafel, sell. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I refuse that. Like, I'm not learning about that. And if, like, there's just things I'm like, hard out. Hard out. Yeah, but you like a good savings program. You like a cookie jar savings program. Yeah, but I so... can't see it. Like, what, are, what is, what uh, is, what's. Yeah. I don't. I, it doesn't yeah. compute. I am not a robot. It just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like I can see, I bought this phone and I have it in my hand. I understand that. Like, <laughs> yep. but right. <laughs> a Bitcoin doesn't make sense to right. me. Right. But I did get addicted to Simpsons, tapped out, and did spend over five hundred <laughs> real dollars. <laughs> 
a Simpsons tapped out. It's classic. You know, you get little characters and then you build the city and they all do little jobs. And with the jobs, you earn the donuts. And then with the donuts, you build the city. But, you know, you want more donuts. You got to buy the little, you want the whole city. And my city looked beautiful. But at a certain point, I realized I'd spent, you know, $500. And I had to bow out of tapped out. It happens. We get that story sent in a lot. That happens a lot where like a kid will take their parents' phone and buy thousands of dollars of cookies or online game stuff or whatever. We get that. It happens everywhere all the time. And do credit card companies or the games refund or they just put their families in debt? Okay. Families go to debt. Yep. Yeah. But usually they then have like a GoFundMe for the family and the family like pays it off. Uh, yeah. that way but yeah I think there was one where it was a kid like got like $20,000 worth of ice cream shipped from Amazon <laughs> yes yeah and I remember that kept happening with like Kim Kardashian's game like kids would just like accidentally spend all this money in Kim Kardashian's web game and I'm like why are yeah. you in there what's fun but <laughs> but this what you're talking about with Bitcoin is also how I feel about NFTs like you can explain it 100%. to me 10 more times and I'm not gonna understand what you're talking like I don't understand how I'm buying Something I can't even get a Bluetooth speaker to work. That overwhelms <laughs> me. Like I'm gonna go that's buy right. an NFT. I've never had a printer work for two weeks straight without completely <laughs> yeah, right. fucking up. I recently watched this clip, and you guys can find it online. My friend showed it to me. It is so confusing. It's a clip of it's Jimmy Kimmel and Paris Hilton showing each other on on television, showing each other their NFTs of this ape with sunglasses, but they, it's just like printouts. Uh-huh. And then they're just like, show like, oh, I bought this one. And she's like, oh, I bought this one. It's like, why'd you buy this mm. one? And it's just this ape. And then he has like, a, one of them has a hat on and the other one has sunglasses on. And then my buddy was like, do you know how much Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Do you know how much Jimmy Fallon yes. paid for that NFT? He paid $250,000 nah. for just this picture of an ape. And it's just, that- it's, that only exists on his phone? He can print it out and show a picture of it to people. But yeah, it just exists like on a, I guess, Listen, in a blockchain. Add you know, that things? to the list of Jimmy Kimmel's mistakes. I mean, Fallon. Yeah. Jim, add Jimmy Fallon's <laughs> mistakes. But our friend, um, she's in the art world and... Sometimes a bottle caps art and you just go with it. Like, I, I know, don't know. She tried to explain to me how one time a Dasani water bottle was like on display at the gallery she worked at. And I go, no, I can't. I can't <laughs> listen to this. Like, I just it's like a fuckery I can't get on board with. I, I, Years ago, that reminds me of a story that I totally forgot about until this very moment. Years ago, um, my cousin uh, worked at a record label and he was like, do you want to see Sigur Ross, this band Sigur mm-hmm. Ross? Sigur Rose, yeah. Sigur Rose. And I was like, sure, never heard of them go. They're like, they're playing MoMA. It's going to be like, they're closing the whole museum, but it's going to be awesome. Oh, that's and they're fun. like having a ton of people join them. So it'll almost be like an orchestra. So I go and I went by myself. My cousin met him there. And there was sort of like an area where everybody was like tucked away well i guess it was like where the record label and some vips were so i like look left and either mary kate or ashley olsen is next to me one of the olsen (laughs) twins is there to see this band um and so we're standing there and while they're playing it's nice and everybody's like hanging out but above us there's two levels of catwalks and the bottom catwalk is like plexiglass it's see-through and I look up, and there is a woman wearing a skirt with no underwear, like, directly above, like, 250 people. <laughs> and so I, like, glance up. I'm like, and there it is. And then I keep watching, and it, I can, like, see that whatever else. Let's go with it's Mary-Kate. She seems like the more How many cigarettes did they have? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how we can like determine. 250 Chesterfields. <laughs> uh, and so I think, I, so I like glance to my right and she looks up. So then me and Mary Kate are looking up at, and we're like, uh huh. And I just looked at her and I go, do you think she knows? And, and Mary Kate's like, oh, she definitely knows. And then it was like 200 <laughs> of us looking at a vagina watching Sigur Ross perform, or Sigur Rose perform. It was the best time I've ever had in a museum, honestly. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic. And no one told her. Everyone just <laughs> looked and she loved it. She was, I think she knew. She was 40 feet in the air. <laughs> and so the music was playing so we couldn't be like, hey, honey, nice snooter. Like, yeah. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the only time I ever talked to an Olsen twin. And if I ever run into one, I'm like, can I bring up a memory? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the wrong yeah. one. Yeah, she's like, going to go, talking I about think perv? that was Mary Kate. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like, I'm Dakota fanning, you idiot. I'm like, <laughs> Have you ever traveled accidentally with drugs? Accidentally, on purpose. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fun. <laughs> but have you ever realized you were carrying drugs after yeah. you've flown many times? I Well, I flew to Japan with a weed pen and just forgot that it was in my purse. Oh, that's wow. Cool. International. And I, and I don't even know what Japan's like policy is, but I don't even think you're allowed to have like Adderall in Japan. So I was mm. not, I was, I was scared when I found out. Yeah. <laughs> And Lisa, you do it intentionally. I one time before I got onto the plane, I had a backpack full of joints, and the, I like I was in Ireland leaving, and they took they made I got randomly selected. They searched through my backpack. My heart didn't even skip a beat. I mean, I hope I'm not jinxing myself, but they just I don't think they give a shit. I don't know. They didn't, did they find them? No, I fly to Australia with edibles, Molly and little gel. How do they know it's not a vitamin? I wouldn't fuck around if I was going to Singapore or Dubai. I'm yeah, not like, yeah. I'm not broke down palacing my life. But if I'm just <laughs> going, to, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring mushrooms. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Live a little. I don't think the TSA people give a shit. They don't. They don't care. Only if I have a candle. They're always like, what's this? I'm like, a candle. Yeah. <laughs> like, or a snow globe. They're yeah. like, what's in this? You're like, fake snow and a little princess. Do you ever fly with a candle just to have ambiance where you are <laughs> for like a day? I have travel candles, yeah. You do? do? Yeah, as gifts. Usually, uh, yeah, if you have a lot of witchy friends, you'll get a travel yeah. candle or two in, uh, for a holiday. No, but they're for like the hotel, right, Lisa? I like the idea yeah. of somebody in like 12E lighting up a candle and just being like, I want, I needed the... <laughs> Flying stresses me out. I need to calm down. It's clean linens. No. Don't you guys want this section to smell like clean linen? I'm going to tell you what changed my perspective about flying with drugs. There's a comedian, not to blow up a spot, Leonard Oots. Um, love Leonard. Love Leonard. But he's not He's not hit, hiding amongst the crowd. You know, He's like a no. big black dude. And he. we met up in Ireland, and he flew with five blunts. And in my head, I'm like, if Leonard's flying with blunts, I'm flying with blunts. Like, that's it. Yes. <laughs> I love that guy. Good yeah. old Leonard. I love him. <laughs> I haven't um, seen him in a while, but he was just so young and he hit it. Like he had some financial success. And then his Instagram yeah. stories, it was like strip club mania. And then he was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and then uh, he was like, I guess <laughs> yeah. that show ended. <laughs> but, the reality of the industry kicked in. <laughs> yes. And I still Maggie's haven't learned. Place. I still haven't learned. Always just like um, ups and downs. But it was funny. Okay. Well, Alrighty. killed you everything. A new one. Yeah, yeah, give us a new... My favorite on the podcast are sort of the human Rube Goldberg ones, where like a chain of events gets set (laughs) off. So this one, right in my wheelhouse. This was sent in by Kim, I believe it's Oulette, which is a great name. Kim Oulette. 
This was written by Mauricio Laplante for tcpalm.com. Kurt, how many times a day are you reading tcpalm.com? Look, I wake up and I go, what does the TC stand for? (laughs) Is it the classic palm? Is it... I don't know, but uh, Mauricio is definitely top-notch reporter. Here's the headline. Man arrested after train crash catapults stolen car into Jensen Beach residence and destroys a forklift. (laughs) That's a lot. There's a lot there. I I looked it up, too. I wanted to make sure it wasn't an oniony thing. Jensen Beach. And here, oh, this is good. There's some layers to this. There's some lies. There's some deception happening. In this Give it line. to me. Jensen Beach. A man looking for his SUV stole a Honda Fit to find it. But then he ditched it on a railroad crossing near Northeast Indian River Drive before a train hit the vehicle, sending it flying into a mobile home, according to the Martin County Sheriff's Office. No one was injured. Great. Miracle. So, yeah, so we can laugh at this all yes. we want. Nobody got Can you injured. remind it's- me what state this is in? I don't know. But oh, okay. I click. Sorry. I love, I love to picture it. <laughs> uh, I love that it's a Honda Fit, too. Yeah. There was a time in my life where I believed deep in my heart that the Honda Fit was the best car ever made because of the amount of cup holders it had. Have you ever been inside of a Honda Fit? I think it has legitimately like 21 cup holders. <laughs> Like there's there's like two on each side of the door. There's four in the middle. There's like two in the back seat. There's it's amazing how many there's like there's an additional cup holder down below as in, in addition to one up top. Anyway, I love to. There's a, one of the girls I think that started Reductress. She mm-hmm. gave birth to her baby in, in I a believe, Honda a Honda Fit, Fit. definitely oh in a God. Honda. And I think it was a Honda Fit. And then she tweeted at them and was like, hey, yo, I gave birth in my like 11-year-old Honda Fit. Can you guys get me a new car? And they did send her one. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's good. See, that's what you have to do. Also, I saw a Honda Fit recently, and I was like, this is the dumbest looking car I've ever seen. <laughs> like, my, my opinion has really flipped around on the Honda there Fit. There was a nice, like, seven years where a hatchback was the rage, and I yeah. think that time has just passed, but, you know, mm-hmm. we, we had a moment to enjoy it. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, Kara, it is in Florida. Jensen oh, Beach, Florida, okay, right near okay. Lake Okeechobee. What okay. a beautiful place to swim. Um, so deputies arrested Bradford Weitzel, 38, of Port St. Lucie. Saturday morning, he faces charges of grand theft of a motor vehicle and criminal mischief, which is a great thing to be charged for. Uh, the chain of events leading to the catapulted car starting when Wetzel arrived at his Jensen Beach bar Friday after an argument with his fiance in Port St. Lucie when he left the bar. I have a question. Is it Wetzel... As in the pretzel? Is that his <laughs> name? in there. Could be Weitzel. Okay. Could be Weitzel. Let's say it's Wetzel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is Heir from the pretzel the Wetzel's family. Pretzel's it's, fortune. No. He's been cut off, and now he's gone to a life of crime. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm Auntie Anne's for life. <laughs> Fuck Wetzel's. I'm Wetzel. I'm Wetzel. Never even had a Wetzel. I'm so loyal. Oh, you got to get a Wetzel dog, then it'll change your life. I do. Lo- How did you know I like a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, we'll just say Pretzel lost his vehicle keys, cell phone, and wallet, <laughs> investigators say, but he could not elaborate. You know, usually when you're leaving a bar, it's hard to. Around 8.20 a.m. Saturday oh. morning, Pretzel was picked up by his ex fiance's mother, <laughs> where he flagged down a deputy n- near Northeast Church Street in Northeast Indiana River Road. I gotta say, Mauricio really likes to give you 
Yeah. Pinpoint location. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all I'm saying is direct. Yeah, he's like, please see the attached Google map where I've, l- I've dropped pins for all the pertinent locations. Yeah. I get it. He's just like, I have grew up here. I know of the street. Right? Yeah. Still, we are the best in the biz. For a reason, at first, Pretzel told the deputy that he saw the car catapulted by the train as it was stuck on the trap uh, tracks and that he had helped the driver run away before the he vehicle was struck. That's helped. what the affidavit said. <laughs> then he told... A little later, he told investigators he had actually stolen the car to search for his own lost car, according to the affidavit, quote, uh, and left the disabled and stolen vehicle on the railroad tracks. Pretzel fled after seeing an oncoming train. Wait a second. So wait a second. He stops on the train tracks. <laughs> yes. And then instead of driving away, he's like, I got to go. He yes. just runs away from the car. Just sprints away from a stolen car that got disabled, and he leaves on the train tracks after losing his wallet, his cell phone, okay. and his own vehicle's keys. So what was he going to do when he got there? We'll never know. Uh, yeah, Pretzel fled after seeing an incoming train struck the car, causing it to crash into a new uh, nearby home. Pretzel then recorded what was then recorded on surveillance video at Barber's Produce. Guess where? At 1901 Northeast Riku Terrace, <laughs> Beach Water. Mauricio, really going for it. Where not one Curdy B, but two forklifts were damaged. Two forklifts? <laughs> How do you damage a forklift? But also, what about the. Did a train ever hit the car? Like, was that yeah, damaged? Yeah, train hit too? the car. Wow. Da- train so hit the train. car and then threw the car into a house. Oh, yeah. my And then, God. wait, were there forklifts yeah, inside the house? I guess so. It was a mobile home. How do you have two forklifts in a mobile home? What maybe is going was, on? Maybe he raised the mobile home. Maybe there was a mobile home with a view. Oh, my God. <laughs> Scotty, that's such a good idea. You just get to your, like, I got this mobile home, but I'm going to get a view. I'm going to get two yeah. forklifts to raise my house. <laughs> <laughs> One on either side. It's <laughs> uh, The best. That's the investigator so... said How the much cheaper... <laughs> Is a mobile home versus an apartment, or like much, not much, much cheaper, but it decreases in value. Like whereas a house increases in value, you don't own the land underneath the mobile home; mm. you just own that mobile home, and you like kind of rent the land yeah. for like a specific set amount of time. Mm. I know a comedian mm-hmm. in LA who has a mobile home, and like it's in Eagle Rock, and they and it's just like on a, in an like a park of mobile homes. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very large. When you go inside, you feel like you're in a house, and it's like a oh, yeah. bedroom, and it was paid off. My buddy yeah. has one uh, up, like on the coast, and it's uh, it's great. It's like a very nice house. Yeah. But you have to do septic tank stuff, or what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. That's a I good question. Know. Great question. Yeah, thank you. I think you don't. I don't think you do. I think you can go destroy the toilet, flush, and walk away. <laughs> I think that's one of the perks of a mobile home. I mean, of a, yeah. Uh, you just get a new toilet every month in a mobile yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's right. Just that's why he lifted it. the forklift. He's like, this is a terrible smell. Raise. I roof. would like to sit in a little forklift as it's going up and down. That'd be yeah. fun. <laughs> sit in the forklift or sit on like the, the teeth. Like the, the, the teeth. The teeth. The yeah. In the, the teeth. Fork. The yeah. fork. Yeah, it's the fork. So you the, stand the on tines, the fork the and tines. go up and down. The, the tines. tines of the fork. <laughs> 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 well, Lisa, next time you have like a, an hour-long special, just come onto stage by being raised from underneath yes. on a forklift, wearing mm-hmm. a hard hat, and then just 
Oh my god, I love Just that. Like a poor have man's an alarm going lift. off. Yeah. Lisa Traeger, <laughs> ready to fork. It's a good title. <laughs> Women at work. <laughs> Curdy B, you want to tease us into a hot, hot, hot break where we talk about advertisements and other marketing essentials? I sure do. This is not good. This is such a dorky one, but man, I love it so much. It's right up my alley. Here it is. The Shakespeare fanatic who introduced all of the bard's birds to America. Wow. That is dorky. You were not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that and a whole, whole, whole lot more on bananas. If you skip the call, then maybe check the facts, but you better believe it because it ain't fake news. If you skip the call, then maybe check the facts, nothing stranger than the truth. Driving me bananas, baby, bananas, 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 driving me. We are back, folks. Scotty, you got some shout-outs? I do have some shout-outs. I have some quickies. But first and foremost, if you live in East L.A., uh, or on the east side, I should say, I have been placing metal golden tickets. They're not yes. actual gold. They're metal, uh, attached yellow balloons, some with helium, some that I blew up with my own oxygen. Uh, keep an eye out for those. If you find one, take it to Alma's, which is a cider and beer bar on Virgil, and you get two ciders on the Bananas podcast, so keep an eye out. I've dropped one in Los Feliz, there's one in Atwater, and then I'm going to go up Griffith Park and let two go this week. I will live stream it, but keep an eye out. Anybody in LA, something good might actually happen to you. And They're really, are. it's a beautiful golden ticket. It looks a lot like uh, your Willy Wonka golden ticket. I love yeah. it. Yes, it's really, really good. Okay, here are our shout-outs. Sharma wants a banana shout-out for Nathan for being a hard-working, kick-ass husband. Nathan, you are loved and appreciated, uh, so don't blow it. Uh, Lauren wants to wish the great banana boy Pierre Antoine a very bananas birthday. So happy birthday to you, Pierre Antoine. Cool name. And finally, Jacob wants to say, hey, Allie. Congratulations for getting into Portland State University on a scholarship. She's moving to the West this fall. The Banana Boys love it when you pick up and leave your hometown. It's move as far away as possible. If you have the means, it builds character. Congratulations to Allie. That's all I got for Bananimal shout-outs. All Curdy right. B, you got any? I do. This is sent in uh, by Amelia. She said, <clears throat> this will hopefully be news once it happens, but the ski area that I work at is hosting the largest ever naked women's backcountry ski lap. Wow. Uh, and she says, you can send the female Bananimals to participate if they like. We will post the Eventbrite. Um, it is called the Boot Tan Fest. Uh, it's March 15th, 2022 at Bluebird Backcountry in Kremling, Colorado. Beautiful. A great this time name. Of year. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And it's just everybody's super nude and going down the mountain on the backside of the mountain. So, Very and it's, cool. And tickets are $69 because they yeah. have a sense of humor. Um, and we will post that. Hopefully, that is before this episode comes out. That's and of course, great. we are here with the wonderful Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger of That's Messed Up Podcast. What's the messed up, up guys? ladies? Do you want to plug your tour now? Maybe yeah, plug your oh, tour. Yeah. yeah, we're going on a it's a West Coast but Western part of the country tour because we're also going to be in like Denver and Arizona. Very um, cool. Yeah, if you go to That's Messed Up you can see all of our dates. But we're really excited. It's a bunch of California, Seattle, Portland, yeah, Denver. It's going to be fun. 
Oh, you guys nice. are playing the Aladdin. We're gonna the Banana Boys are touring the Aladdin Theater, and you were discussing that they have a cry room. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Like for babies? Yeah, but I never had any idea what. Me like neither. somebody posts like said to us and goes, "So what's up? Are we all meeting in the cry room?" Like, and I was like, "LOL!" Like that's so funny. What is that? And then all these people started writing to us because we posted yeah. it being like, oh, that's a Christian thing or a Mormon thing. Like yep. at churches, I had no idea. We're Jews. So like we have no idea. I don't think right. there's cry rooms at a synagogue. Um, no. So yeah. yeah. There was at the first the first church that I w- went to, Holy Innocence in Neptune, New Jersey. Mm. That sounds it like a, a metal band. Room. That's Holy Innocence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had a cry room and literally it was all the way at the back and it was just a room that was like had just a giant glass wall and then it had just pews in it for you to like just go and have your baby scream uh, and no one could hear it. <laughs> and they and they air the service apparently on like a closed circuit television so that the parents don't miss like a minute of salvation, you know, like while yeah, their kids yeah. are yeah. freaking out. Makes you out. think you could just watch it at TV at that point. Yeah. If that counts, just stay home and watch it, watch it on TV. Get, yeah. get your fix. I guess everyone did for a while. All right, you guys ready for this? The dorkiest uh, one I've ever brought up. Yep. <clears throat> this has a specific... This was sent in, of course, by Copy Haste. Thank you, Copy Haste. This was published in Pacific Standard. Mm. Um, And again, the title is The Shakespeare Fanatic Who Introduced All of the Bard's Birds to America. This was, this, the reason I'm so excited about this is because I think I was in, I was like a sophomore in high school. And my history teacher, Mr. Myers, offhandedly mentioned like there was just like thousands of swallows outside the window. And he's like, those birds, those were brought here by a lunatic who wanted to have Shakespeare, all of Shakespeare's birds in America. And oh, now really? they are the most popular bird in America and they've destroyed ecosystems across the country. And then he just went back and he never explained himself because yeah. you see swallows everywhere. If you don't know what a swallow is, it's a, little, it's a tiny little blackbird that has kind of a, a, a gloss to it. And they're everywhere. It's like the most common bird in America. And this is the story of how it got here. I love an ecosystem ruining animals so (laughs) much. Yes. Or fixing. But it is. As we've said. One of my favorites. It's just one of my favorites. The Bananas Podcast has a long history. We are, uh, we're not, we don't love. Uh, invasive invasive species. species, but we do respect their go-gettedness. They're really <laughs> yeah. going to take over. Well, have you seen the Highland Park parrots? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I have them here, too. <sighs> I love them. I love that they're all called the, oh, yeah. the different towns. Oh, yeah. Some people the call them the Pasadena parrots, parrots yeah. the Highland Park parrots. Yeah. <laughs> they only come to Atwater. They only come to my neighborhood right now in the spring. And they go from tree to tree, and all the other birds hate them. So they're all just constantly screaming at each other. Yes. And you go outside, and it's like this crazy bird war zone where all these like crows are trying to beat the shit out of these like green parrots. It's really crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I had a friend. Oh, of course. Well, I had a friend staying in my apartment, and she was like, ugh, these birds. And I was like, you saw the Highland Park parrots? And she was so shocked at my reaction. (laughs) 
Uh, Wait, so but I'm is. also jealous of anyone that has a relationship with a crow. Like, um, I do follow one person at, um, that yes. has befriended the crows in her neighborhood mm-hmm. and they bring yes. her gifts and she feeds them and they protect her. And I'm like, oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. We have had many, 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 many crow stories on bananas <sighs> and they are pretty amazing. Birds <laughs> and buttholes. That's what we do best. <laughs> that is. Birds it is buttholes. the birds and buttholes bananas <laughs> podcast. That's merch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Birds and buttholes. Birds, that's buttholes, bananas. Idea. Birds, birds buttholes, buttholes, bananas, like a bananas. Beats, Battlestar Galactica, whatever that thing Dwight said. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love. Yeah, birds, just a little buttholes, bird, bananas, uh, you know, like putting its butt out to the, you know, a butthole of a bird. Katie, take banana. a note of that. We do have to make this. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, if Shakespeare <laughs> is in heaven today, looking down at the damage he wrought more than, oh, so that's I, it's not right Shakespeare's fault. No. Yes, it is. Uh, how is it related to Shakespeare? He had a little birdie. He it's literally one line in Henry the <laughs> Fourth. It is one line. Okay, here Boring. it is. There's a lot of introduction stuff. Of course, this okay. is written wonderfully by uh, Scott Keys and Daniel Carp. Ooh. In, in 2017, they wrote this. Best in the biz. Of course, as brilliant as Shakespeare was, he is nowhere to foresee the cascading series of events that would unfold from the moment he lifted his quill from the word starling. Not for that matter could Eugene Shiflin, a 19th century drug manufacturer and Shakespeare fanatic, okay. have properly understood the law of an unintended consequences when he unveiled mm. his master plan, mm. uh, gather every bird referenced in Shakespeare's plays and introduce mm-hmm. them to the United States. Uh, it was a crisp morning on March 6, 1890, when Shiflin and his servants entered Central Park with cages holding a collection of loud, stocky blackbirds never before seen on North American soil. One by one, they opened the cages, and 60 starlings flew off into the wintry New York sky. Shiflin repeated the stunt the following year with another 40 starlings. Oh, boy. Um, here it is. Shefflin's plan was conceived with the most benevolent intentions to pay homage to Shakespeare. Of course, the bard was already wildly popular. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Shakespeare's pretty well covered. We all know who he is. We've all <laughs> learned and read. Bringing birds mentioned in Shakespeare's play to American soil was Shefflin's personal and public tribute to the bard. Starlings made a brief reference in Shakespeare's work, Act One, Scene Three of Henry the Fourth. Quote, Nay, I'll have a starling shall be taught to speak nothing but Mortimer and give it him. Shakespeare wrote a single line of script where a soldier is ordered by the king never to mention his brother-in-law's names again, leading the soldier to dream of buying a starling that will repeat the name over and over again. Mm, mm. Uh, so... A, mm-hmm. So this is like no one knew that like you could just introduce. There was no idea of invasive species in 1890. Ten years right. later, in 1900, they start saying like you just can't be bringing because starlings take <laughs> off so much. They're like you just can't be bringing birds or anything from that's not normally here and releasing it. Um, but here's Smart. I'll just tell you this. This is how much it is. Okay, as impressive as their range. Okay, so now they're everywhere from. Yep. From 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 Alaska to Mexico, there's starlings everywhere. From just so most of the starlings that he released died. Only thirty two survived. What so an honor. From just thirty two starlings in the early eighteen nineties, now there are two hundred million birds in North America today. Ask any ecologist, farmer, person interested in keeping plane engines intact, and they will tell you what an impact two hundred million starlings can have. Oh, it costs no. eight hundred million dollars in crop damage to the United States a year. They 
852 instances of airline strikes yes, have been recorded between 1990 and 2001. Yeah, thousands of birds being murdered, killed by airlines. <laughs> They're killing people? There was like a, a Boston plane took off, Eastern Airlines took off, hit a murmuration of of uh, starlings, which is what mm. they're called, mm. and it crashed into Winthrop Bay. Uh, all but 10 of the 72 passengers were killed. So it is pretty crazy. Oh, my God. Yes. Did they take down Sully, or was that geese? <laughs> that was geese. That wasn't oh, starlings. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. But starlings are a big problem for planes in America, but not in England. I'm confused why they're causing so much more damage here. Or they just had they, more chances to thrive? I'm confused. They don't have a natural predator here. Like it was just an invasive species, so they just took off. I think there's way more starlings here now than there who are is in the England. predator in the UK? Uh, old men, apparently. Yeah, old men <laughs> with shotguns, with those with like muskets that kind of curl out on the end and just shoot randomly. But they're so little. They, they are, are pretty. I'm into them, but I don't think I ever, for being so invasive and popular, like I've You've never seen heard them. Of- but they, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, now I'll be looking out for I'm them. Sure. Did you grow up on the East Coast? Because in the East Coast, they were like the majority of birds that were just I'm around. sure I did. I grew up on the East Coast. So I'm sure that's like. But why can't an animal just start eating them? Like it's. Like, I think they can- do now. They've but learned you know finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like can eat this bird too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, San Juan Capistrano is famous for their swallows, and they have a swallows fest every year, but because of climate change, they don't show up anymore. So no when I moved to L.A. nine years ago, I went down, and they were like, they're two weeks late this year, but they're on their way. And it's basically now just an excuse for motorcycle boomers to get drunk together. So <laughs> I went down about three years ago. Yeah, probably 2018, 2019. And it was, they were like, yeah, the swallows just don't come here anymore but but we do shitty <laughs> band and here's nine thousand people motorcycles and then there's a bar that i encourage everybody on this podcast and listening go to the swallows in in at san juan capistrano they have these cover bands and it's like 45 to 70 year old recently single divorcees oh, yeah. just grind it yeah yeah it's so fun, and if you go and you're under those ages, boy, you are the most popular kid in town. Like I've never felt attractive like this in my life. I'm like, I'm doing pretty well in the 60-plus twice-divorce set. I was just talking to someone yesterday who's older and on Tinder, and I was like, what's your age range? Because I didn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said it was 38 to 48. He's in his 50s, but then he moved it up to 50, and the floodgates opened. Game on. He said that the matches were just like, he couldn't believe how many women that were 50 were there. So wow. he was excited about that two age. Yeah. Just by yes. two years, just by two years. That's fascinating. Yeah. I have a swallow tattoo, and I don't think I really realized it. Like, I don't know if, wh- you know what I mean? I only know the tattoo version of this bird. I've never seen a real one. I just Googled it, and I'm like, news to me. Oh, <laughs> starling, starling. No, the swallows. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, well, I was, yeah, I brought up swallows. You did, yes. I've been yeah. paying attention. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but have you guys talked about, speaking of invasive species, have you talked about those wild hogs that, like, take over places everywhere? 
We haven't done a story on them. I think we posted one. Okay. We yeah. And we well, we have done a few. There's the German guy who ran naked to try and get his laptop from a wild boar in Germany. <laughs> yeah, it stole his backpack. Yeah, it stole laptop. his backpack and his laptop. And then he's been like immortalized. They have like now like at that park uh, uh, like a statue of him. I think. Yes. Um, yes. And then there's the boars in Chernobyl. Have you heard about those? Oh, right. Yeah. No. There's like radioactive. Chernobyl boars that are like yeah. really crazy now. Yeah. Um, but Maybe yeah, they'll save the day. I think so. I know. They know they're on the Maybe right Maybe what side. they'll attack Putin. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be Incredible. beautiful. N- nuclear <laughs> boars? Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I just am imagining yeah. Pumbaa, you know, like just a bunch of radioactive, like green glowing Pumbas. And I yeah. love it. <laughs> Being like Hakuna Matata. <laughs> attack. <laughs> No, animal <laughs> shit is cool. I really um, love just animals migrating, their vibes, that they're just left on an <laughs> island forever. I don't know. Or, or we're like swimming thousands of miles to drop our eggs right here, no matter yeah. what it takes. Like, what? I don't know. It's yeah. so cool. Yes. Agreed. And... uh we're on the planet with them. Like, I, I think so many times humans just don't think about animals at all because you're just like, yeah, human shit. It's bothersome. <laughs> and then you're like, no, we're surrounded by stuff that's just living its own dream the entire time. Some things are alive for a day. Yeah. Some things outlive us. It's very weird to be like, we're surrounded by things that are looking at us all the time. Yeah. No, like, it was really weird when the pandemic first happened and the coyotes just sort of were like, we own this town now. They just yeah. like yes. came down and they were on residential streets like, what's up? You want to go? like who are you gonna call you're all alone on this street bitch like yep. you know they just like were it, i felt like i was like wow nature's like taking over again like this yep. is it just wild. reminded you how quickly it would happen like i remember at when the when the great core started mm-hmm. just how blue the sky was and how clean the air was like two weeks in because all the industry shut down and then the animals started coming out and you just realize like oh if humans disappeared off of this planet like everything would go back to nature like boom like it is gonna be instantaneous there's gonna be wolves in cars in moments yeah like i am legend right isn't that that movie yes. where it's uh-huh. like lions are in Times square like living their lives yeah no yeah. he just had a german shepherd i thought no, oh no, no there's also like the animals wild animals are everywhere yeah oh did they escape the zoos or they migrated to america these lions i don't know they I took think they a escaped boat zoos. from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Madagascar. (laughs) When you're at a zoo, like even when you're at a good zoo, you're looking at some of those animals and you're like, you could get out of here. (laughs) There's no doubt you could jump this. Like the gorillas at the San Diego Zoo, you're like, you guys could get out of here. Yeah, like the polar bears at the Central Park Zoo are depressed. But I was like, if you guys got some Zoloft, you could get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're just bummed. Um, And it was fun. In Australia, I went to an animal place there and I saw animals I'd never seen before. Platypus, a little Tasmanian awesome. daredevil thing. There's other mm-hmm. ones. Like, they just have animals we don't even know. And the kangaroos there are just roped. Like, they're, it's just one casual rope and they just lounge. And I'm like, that would never happen in America. They were, there's a no casual. way they would no, trust because us. some dumbass would try to feed it like Cheetos and then it would eat a kid or something. Like what happens yeah. every day at zoos here? No, that's a, <laughs> that's a famous banana style story that there was like, or maybe it was a Simpsons episode, but a lot of the animals got addicted <laughs> to fast food and started attacking <laughs> tourists because they got so addicted to the, like be, being fed junk. And so they got violent to get more junk. No, I think that's yeah. real. 
Okay, that cool. is real. Yeah. There's currently there was one bear called Hank the Tank, 500 pound <laughs> black bear in Lake Tahoe that was breaking He's into homes big. to eat their food. And then they did DNA. This is a little SVU. Yeah. They Hell yeah. did DNA and realized it was three giant bears. So Hank the Tank has been exonerated. Now it's like they're looking for three giant. And I'm like, build these bears a home. Put some food in there. If yeah. you want to stop break, give the bears a house. It's very oh, cute. And thank God for DNA evidence. You know, if Hank the Tank had been doing this in the 70s, he'd probably <laughs> still be know. incarcerated. Uh, you gotta, you know, <laughs> he's been a, saying it. Hank the Tank has been already relocated. He is no longer there. <laughs> well, uh, um, uh, sorry to bring up Australia again, but I, I do Please. travel. Um, love it. I went to the aquarium there. I'm an animal lover. Cool. And they have you one. You saw fish that you've never seen before. <laughs> well, they got one fish. It's got eight dicks. <laughs> 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 no, there was a croc or an alligator. I don't. I never remember which is. Which. I think they're crocodiles. Here. Nobody knows. So um, there was a giant, giant croc, and the way he got to the aquarium is because he kept eating his girlfriends at the <laughs> sanctuary he was at. Classic. So they shipped him to the aquarium. Oh, wow. I had no idea. That also, they SVU each related. Yes. Also, SVU also related. SVU related. To and live in solitude. Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. He oh. just, yeah, they couldn't trust him to not eat his girls. How often <laughs> is it the boyfriend on SVU? Not the. Mm. They throw some. Oh, I, would, oh, I, I would 30 say like to a, 40%. 40 yeah. But, but in real life. It's like, it's like 80%. Yeah. It's 90%. You're usually attacked by people you know. It's a lot of times it's like, because it's the first thing person they go to on the show, obviously. And then there's going to be a twist where it's like, right. oh, her best friend, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's the boyfriend so much, even in the croc world. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> but there are some but there are some you know, the there are spiders that eat their the men, you know. Animals oh, yeah, are just praying vicious. mantis. Spring mantis yeah. eat the head off mm-hmm. the the men. Yeah. I'm always horrified by the cats, like the when they get raped, fucked, like there's yeah, like I could understand spar- why. like there's like spiky dicks and they can't get mm-hmm. out. It's like yeah. what the it's like a barracuda pussy dick. It's oh, the most yeah. fucked up situation. <laughs> yeah, ducks idea. are the same. Ducks are the same. Oh yeah, ducks have that corkscrew dick. They got that corkscrew yeah. dick. Yeah. Oh man, we are gonna have some great T-shirts coming out of this episode. All right. Speaking of, no, not speaking of this one. Love this. Oh yes. Caitlin D. Sasso sent this in. Mm, best. Michael Baratoromo of the Next Star Media Wire. He is so good at what he does. Next Star? Kurt, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, Next Star Media Wire? Uh, All the words. I, yeah, I <laughs> hired somebody to read it aloud to me every day because <laughs> I don't want to miss a word. Massachusetts woman on the prices, right? Wins a glamorous trip to. New Hampshire. So, <laughs> <laughs> next star. So, to be fair, a lot of contestants on The Price is Right probably already have a dining set, too. Good job, Michael Bartiromo. Um, a recent contestant on the CBS Game Show said she was thrilled to win a five-night stay at a hotel in Concord, New Hampshire, oh. even though she's been there, quote, a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Catherine Graham lives about an hour away from the state. She's of Moshfield, Massachusetts, and she flew out to L.A. to attend a taping of The Price is Right December, where she became the last contestant on stage alongside host Drew Carey, who became very good at the show. At yeah. first, Drew Carey, not good. Bob Barker is also, like, such a... Big yeah. shoes so to good. fill, yeah. 
impossible shoes to fill. Bob Barker, the aggressive neuterer in space. Oh, yeah. Loved, love neutering it. <laughs> Do your part love to help him. control the pet population. <laughs> like, how does love. that become your number one cause? <laughs> I don't know. I think, that the, I think that the National Humane Society or the ASPCA like sponsored him to say it every time, right? Wow. I don't know. I think it was his Park. thing. PETA in Echo Park is the Bob Barker building. Right. Right, here right next to Sunset. where I run my yeah. show. That's true. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yes. Um, she became the last contestant on stage as Catherine Graham, guys, of Marshfield, Mass. Um Things went swimmingly. She won a fire pit and a love seat. Put those two mm-hmm. together. You're having a nice little cozy eve. Oh, yeah. And was given a shot at one final prize, a trip to New Hampshire. Graham ended up guessing the cost of the trip correctly, earning herself a five-night stay at the hotel. Yeah, because Concord she's probably taken the trip herself 17 times. She's like, These prizes the five suck. Night- the five night trip worth three hundred and twenty two dollars. <laughs> were we younger? I felt like the prizes were larger when we were children, or were we children? Um, uh, I do no, feel like the cool. destinations were more like sunny Florida or, or like a car, a kitchen, yeah. a washing mm-hmm. machine, a fire pit. What is that? One hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> like Nick Turner. Yeah. Nick Turner won a car on the prices. Oh, right. He, did? he sold it. Didn't he sell it He's... to Nick Vatterot? Yeah. I Can I say so. that? Sorry to blast your yeah, car yeah. dealings. <laughs> They'll never hear. They'll literally They'll never, never hear. hear this. You are so sad. Um, <laughs> grand, grand, so she got a five-night stay at the Hotel Concord plus airfare from Los Angeles to Manchester, New Hampshire. Once the cameras cut away, Graham said to Drew, Oh, she remarked on the beauty of New Hampshire. Graham has a great attitude. Catherine has a great attitude. She says, I live in Boston. Uh, And he just laughed. Of course he did. He's Drew Carey. He's very (laughs) jovial. Still, Graham plans to take advantage of the prize, despite confessing that she would have preferred a more exotic locale. Mm -hmm. She obviously won't be redeeming the airfare to New Hampshire, but instead will drive her car with her husband. A great time. This is great. Graham has also earned fans on Twitter thanks to her largely positive outlook on the situation, which we also love. Quote, can't stop thinking about the woman on The Price is Right who lives in Boston and won a trip to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I must say 50. I'm a... There's 50 bucks for me that they don't make it the full five nights. You yeah. can't in in Concord, New Hampshire. I've been to Concord, New Hampshire. I don't think there's five days. I worth don't know of what the fuck is there do. besides a boarding school my friends went to. Now, let me ask something. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, Kurt. Day three, they go, let's just go home. It was let's free. Let's just go home. It was free. What if it's, home. is there any chance that there's a spa fancy hotel that maybe they can maybe. get a massage? Yeah, <laughs> for one of the, the days. Hotel Concord, Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah. I don't know. It's an ugly name. I wish it was a cabin. I just don't get what the prices right people are dealing. Like, what are you doing? No one wants to go to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't uh, even like it wasn't even like a New Hampshire ski weekend. Like here, yeah. you'll get lift tickets, and like you can ski. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not a skier, but now yeah. you're selling it a little bit, you know. New Hampshire just to hang out? Mm-mm. Well, because if I got something in Palm Springs, I'd be happy, but that's different. Yeah. Mm. If I want a little different, little different. <laughs> I would love if I want five days to Palm Springs, I'd be happy. That'd be that'd be really huge. Fun. Huge. That being said, if anybody from the Hotel Concord in beautiful Concord, New Hampshire, hears this and wants to have a co 
headlining podcast <laughs> of the messed up ladies and the banana boys. I see you have a very large wedding venue. We yes. could put 200 yes. bucks in seats up there. Yeah. You could. Free or die. You, you prove to us New Hampshire doesn't suck. You prove to us Hotel Concord. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope this happens. Can we, we do a choreographed come. dance? Absolutely, we can do it. It'll be weirdly. We haven't played many places. This will be our second show in New Hampshire. (laughs) Yes. That's right. Wait, where was your first one? Hamden. Wasn't Hamden, New Hampshire? Oh, Connecticut. Connecticut and New New Hampshire. I get them confused. I know the area because I'm from Connecticut and I summered in Vermont my whole life. So look at that. Very beautiful. Yeah, New Hampshire. Less Republican New Hampshire. Yes. Yes, and there's, I don't know, for me, there's a little bit more to do in Vermont. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I know it better, but. I agree. Uh, (laughs) We will do a double podcast. We'll just do back-to-back. We'll do a bananas right into a that's messed up. Yeah. We'll get Kurt Castle on SVU pronto so he can be your guest. (laughs) No, and you Uh, I think we should do a crossover event. All four of us on stage at the same time. There is there are also so many wild (laughs) crimes that that there are so many wild crimes that could be on bananas too. Like I'm sure you cover crimes sometimes, but like you seem like a little bit more lighthearted, but we just talked on our podcast about a woman who's going to jail for putting her husband's semen into a bunch of cupcakes for kids. Yes, you did. Does that oh, appeal yeah. to any bananas? Is that the kind of crossover love you're looking for? It's <laughs> slightly too dark for us, but... <laughs> but Hotel Concord will bring our own cupcakes to the show, and we'll do a very special episode called Messed Up Bananas, and it will be... We'll yeah. throw bananas. <laughs> and we'll have little flags in all the cupcakes that say no semen. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. You guys have such a light audience, and we have such a dark audience. But I do know we have crossover. So we do, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. I know, (laughs) fun one. This was a fun one. We'll do bananas after the dark next time y'all are on. We'll just get tanked over Zoom. Let's do it. I already had COVID, so I'm good for a little while. Have me over. (laughs) Yeah, let's just do it in person. That's how you yeah. have to, we have to do bananas after dark. I think. In person, in bananas person. after dark, where we get yeah. drunk on camera, live stream at work. Hell yeah! <laughs> Does anyone have a hot tub? I do, but it's empty currently. Yeah, I need to fix it. It's broken. As I think, hot tubs are all hot tubs. Fifty percent of the time are broken. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Thanks for being on, ladies. Thank Everybody, you. listen to that's messed up on exactly right, Curdy B. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.